Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this email Friday, August the 6th, uh, the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And on this email day, we're going to be taking a look at an email that I have received from Joseph Matera. Some time ago, we had gone through the churches in Ephesus. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the churches in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. And God had a message for each of these churches in Revelation 2 and 3. What Joseph Madara has done in an email he sent me is to indicate how these churches overcome. And he went through each of the churches and found traits that overcome the world, uh, the devil, and are therefore true to Jesus Christ. And he does churches in the order that they are found in the book of Revelation. So the first church, chapter 2, verses 1 and following, is a message to the church of Ephesus. And it's Jesus Christ who sends this message. And it says, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not. But then in verse four, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. And so what Joseph Madara says, is according to the Ephesian church, the important thing they do to overcome is keep the main thing. He says, even though the church in Ephesus was full of good works, did apostolic ministry and persevered under trial and did not tolerate evil in their midst, Jesus still commanded them to repent they had left their first love. The lesson here is that an overcoming church keeps the main thing. And what is this main thing? It's prioritizing its love and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. Consequently, even with all the intense demands of work and ministry, seeking God's face and ministering to the Lord must always be the most important ministry for every local church. So that's what we get from the church of Ephesus. The first love is, of course, Jesus Christ. When the apostles went around, and especially the, to these churches in Asia Minor, people came to faith because they realized that Jesus Christ did something for them they could not do for themselves. And what that was, was the forgiveness of sins so that God now declares them as innocent. They really have no sin 
because Jesus took it to the cross. Remember the words of John the Baptist? Behold, he talks about Jesus as the one who has come to take away the sins of the world. And he took them to the cross where he paid the punishment that should have been ours. Going on to the next church, that's the church of Smyrna, S-M-Y-R-N-A, in chapter 2 of Revelation. It also is got a message from Jesus Christ. I know your tribulation and your poverty, that you are rich and the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. So what is said about the church of Smyrna is it continues to proclaim the gospel despite intense persecution. Jesus does not feel sorry for them, but tells them to overcome and to remain faithful even unto death. Hence, during the season of fierce anti-Christian sentiment, the overcoming church is called to continue to faithfully preach biblical truths despite all opposition. Christ followers are either overcome with courageous proclamation or will commit treason by shrinking back. Now that is a pretty good definition of what is happening in Christian churches today. Because of our teaching against immorality that many people are following, you've got young people who are living together apart from marriage. Uh, You have people of the same gender that think they can get married. Uh, You have people who are trying to change the gender that they are born with. The church is going to be persecuted, and some are because of our teaching against this kind of terrible sin. And so don't be surprised. There will be members of the church who are really hesitant to tell their friends about what the church believes because they know they will be persecuted. There are people who are in jobs that have lost their jobs because they preach about the Christian message and tell others at work about what God has to say. There are churches that are being desecrated by individuals because of our teaching. And that teaching needs to stay firm and steadfast. Remember the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. So persecution does occur but it's one of the ways 
in which a church, despite all opposition, uh, can be overcome with courageous proclamation of God's will. The third church is the church at Pergamum. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, yet you hold fast my name. You did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But then Jesus says in verse 14, but I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. So also you have some who hold those teachings. Therefore, repent. So what is the church of Pergamum known for? They do hold teachings of Balaam. And Balak had put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel. So they were told that they could eat food sacrificed to idols and therefore that was a worship of idols and they would practice sexual immorality. This city, namely a Pergamum, was a center of imperial cult worship as well as the worship of the deity Zeus. Consequently, there was cultural pressure for residents to sacrifice to idols and participate in sexual practices with temple prostitutes as part of their witness. This, of course, Jesus rebukes and tells them very clearly that this is something that they are not to do. They are connecting with people because they want to do business in their city. The lesson here is that overcoming churches need to protect their congregation from embracing the values of the prevailing culture. Contemporary churches that adopt secular values of groups around them will find themselves opposing Jesus and Jesus will war against them with the sword of his mouth. That means that Jesus will give a message to these churches. In other words, a church that overcomes needs to be a church that does not mingle with the world, even though they have to work with the world. So they stay apart from the world in that Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom is, of course, that of the church. So then we go to the church at Thyatira. That's in chapter 2 of Revelation, beginning with verse 18. And Jesus says, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance. 
that your latter works exceed the first. But this is what I have against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to do things that are contrary to my word. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent. Behold, I will throw her into a sickbed, and those who commit sin with her, I will give great tribulation. So what are we going to say about this church of Thyatira that God speaks to? Well, on the one hand, Jesus corrects the church because they're following a woman who calls herself a prophetess. One of the best examples of that, of course, is the church, Elka, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. They are not really Lutheran in what they preach any longer. They not only have a woman bishop who condones not only adultery between people of the same sex to get married, but she also condones abortion. And she says, that is what the Elka Church permits because God permits it. She's got this idea that a fetus is not a human being until after it is born. And therefore women have the right to control their own bodies thinking that the baby within their body is part of their body and therefore they can do what they want with it when in reality it is another human being. Imagine if Mary had had that thinking when she was found to be pregnant with Jesus. She was pregnant immediately after the angel Gabriel left her and when she went to her friend Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, why is the mother of the, my Lord visiting me? And John the baptizer had leaped in the womb for joy. So Jezebel in Thyatira was a female leader who embraced idol worship of the culture and was influencing some in the congregation to do the same. The sin of this church was their tendency to tolerate people within the congregation to go against the teachings that were in the historic Christian faith. Now, since the church did not remove such a member, Jesus was going to forcefully remove her and her followers. So the overcoming church is called to be intolerant of false teachers, false teachings, and cultural compromise. One of the things that I find is not happening in many churches is the right of excommunication. We excommunicate a person not because they are sinning, but because they are unrepentant of that sin. God <clears throat> comes to them more than once to get them to repent, but they don't do that. 
And so therefore, an overcoming church is one that disciplines its members properly. We go on to the next church, the church in Sardis, where Jesus speaks to them. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. But if you will not, I will come like a thief, and you will know at what hour I will come against you. Yet you still have a few people in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. So what we have in the church in Sardis, their reputation was that they were busy, 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 and therefore they must be an alive church. They had a lot of good church activities. The lesson here is that church activities alone and good church attendance do not guarantee a congregation is truly alive in the sight of God. There is no doubt that many churches today may have youth groups, skilled worship teams, and large crowds, and people would consider them alive, but God considers them spiritually dead. Why? Because the youth are not being taught God's word properly. The youth have ideas that are contrary to the word of God, and they are not being corrected. They may also have skilled worship teams who play all kinds of music and sing hymns that do not focus on Jesus Christ, but focus on themselves and how they can do anything with the help of God. They may even have large crowds, but their speaker is not speaking the gospel of Jesus Christ, but giving people the idea that they need to have a great history of revival and do many good works. They look to the past to validate their present and their future, but every new generation has to seek the Lord for themselves and cannot depend on their history to justify their existence. An overcoming church in light of Sardis is therefore continually alive with God's presence, his passion, and his fire in every successive congregation. And they are rejoicing at what God has done. We now move to the church of Philadelphia. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word 
and have not denied my name. Well, the Church of Philadelphia, therefore, is being congratulated by God in order to tell them that they have little power, but they have kept my word. That means they are orthodox in their teaching, and they have not denied my name. And what does that mean? It means that they are evangelistic. They confess the name of Jesus before other people. They remain faithful, even though there is opposition and persecution against them. The lesson here is that an overcoming church depends on Jesus to be their strength, despite their own lack of power. They depend on him to open up doors they cannot open and therefore witness to others. Then the next church is the church in Laodicea. And that is the last church in Revelation chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. But because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I am prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen. Now, this is a good example of reminding us of Adam and Eve. Remember what happened when they were cold towards God's word and hot towards the word of Satan. They listened to Satan instead of to God and God spit them out of the Garden of Eden. There were hot water springs in the nearby city of Hierapolis that were effective near the church of Laodicea for medicinal purposes. But in contrast, there was cold water in the nearby city of Colossae that effectively refreshed, refreshed and quenched people's thirst. However, when water from both of these cities was directed into Laodicea, they became lukewarm and no longer effective for healing or refreshing. Now, Jesus used this real-life situation in the city to illustrate how this church lost its effectiveness and was no longer a witness to the surrounding community. The lesson here is that overcoming churches maintains effective witness for Christ to their surrounding community. A church overcomes or becomes self-sufficient and satisfied like Jesus described this church. They thought they were rich. They had prospered. 
they needed nothing. But churches that do not overcome are assimilated into the culture and they become part of the problem. So this is a really good email that helps us to take a look at these churches in Revelation. And each of the churches gives us an insight into what really overcomes Satan and the world. And so we looked at the church of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, and Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Now, of all those churches, my favorite church is that of Philadelphia. Why? Because they have before them an open door into the community. And though they have but little power, yet they have kept my word. That means that they are orthodox in their teaching. And that could occur because parents use Lutheran's small catechism at home to teach their children about the basic teachings of the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, baptism, and the Lord's Supper in preparing their children to receive the very body and blood of Jesus. But the church not only is orthodox in proper teaching within the congregation, but they also have not denied his name outside the congregation. And they are known as a church that follows the word of God in its teaching and its confession to those who are outside the church. So I appreciate this email that we received from Joseph Madera. And we see how churches can overcome. Really, that's what the Bible is about. As you will see on the program on Monday, when we take a look at the Bible verse for the following Sunday to see how Jesus helps us to overcome the world. Join us on Monday. Till then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.